the Roaring Elephant podcast for the 25th December 2018, a podcast about Apache Hadoop and the surrounding ecosystem for anyone working with or investigating big data and advanced analytics. My name is Dave, and here is my Santa's Little Helper's co-host, Yon. <laughs> oh, good. You found a little call I left behind for you. <laughs> I'm not sure. Does that make me Santa, then? I don't know. <laughs> okay, that uh, that devolves quickly. <laughs> oh, well, so cheer yes, and jolly, it's, it's Christmas time. Indeed. Happy Christmas, Yon. <sighs> it's Merry Christmas, isn't it? Happy, merry, jolly, you know, all of the... All of the words. <laughs> Good thing we're not doing anything with words, right? Yeah, absolutely. Like words are hard. Use words. Let's do it visually. This time, do it all in, how do you call that? Uh, mine? Sign mine, language? Yeah. yeah, mine. I like mine. <laughs> <laughs> Sign language is hard. <laughs> Fair enough. All right. So, yes, it is the 25th of December. It is Christmas uh, Day. Last episode for this year? Yeah, it is. It's another year rolls by. Yeah, but as you said, happy Christmas, so let's not talk about getting old and dying. Okay, that went dark. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, I hope everybody is having a good Christmas, a good break, a chance to sort of recover and uh, recharge the batteries ready for next year, or put batteries in all your kids' toys, or whatever it is you're doing with batteries. Um, Yeah, I went to a different place there. (laughs) Dirty, dirty man. Anyway. Sorry, <laughs> <laughs> okay, people, uh, listeners, I'm sorry. This is going to be one of those episodes, I think. <laughs> yeah, I think it is, because it's a news episode. Mm-hmm. It's 25th of December. So who better to talk about than Father Christmas's digital vision and how big data is helping him out? This is obviously mm-hmm. a key and critical uh, thing to discuss on the, this particular date. So, of course, if you're listening to this uh, several weeks after, because you're behind, then, uh, yeah, this is going to be a bit weird. More weird <laughs> than normal, anyway. <laughs> That's hard to believe. <laughs> Indeed. So, I had a little bit of a dig around, and I found two articles, uh, actually from Splunk, uh, talking about... Uh, the uh, Christmas 2020 vision, um, Noel limits. Oh dear! Um, <laughs> it, it's it's uh, it's one of these parody articles. This this whole episode is likely to be likely to be a bit of a parody, um, but actually it's pretty well done, I have to say. I and mean, it was it was actually a, we're we're using our time machine here. Uh, we're going back to 2014, and uh, this is the, a set of Splunk articles put out. Talking about the uh, the 2020 vision that Father Christmas had for uh, positive festive outcomes and uh, the Internet of Toys and using big data and ho 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 doop. Ah, one ho too many there. It's ho 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 doop. Ho 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 doop. Yeah, okay, I'll give you that. <laughs> anyway, so um, and his uh, Christmas retail analytics platform, aka crap. Uh-huh. So yeah, you're not you're not allowed to say that on public radio, babe. You can't do that. Yeah. Well, I just did. Anyway, it's it's Santa. It's fine. Santa. Um, so Santa. So the, uh, the 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 first one is uh, it's talking about the uh, Internet of Toys and sensor data, and uh, Father Christmas is always going to be listening and uh, evaluating how Christmas can be enhanced. So if we look at 
the, you know, the, the parallels in the real world, you know, there's a lot of systems now that are continuously streaming data back to organizations for, you know, forms of centralized analytics. You know, there's, there's the, the old conversation about, you know, is my smart speaker always listening to me? Well, well, yes, because that's kind of how it works. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, so, you know, this is actually fairly, uh, you know, fairly current with uh, a lot of the, the, the technologies today. There's, it's, it's, you know, when you say, hey, Alexa, or OK, Google, or whatever it is to your, your smart device. <laughs> By the way, if that's triggered anybody's smart devices, <laughs> I do apologize. <laughs> um, uh, yes. Buy 1,000 rolls of toilet paper. Uh, <laughs> confirm. Uh, there we go. So, Triple play. Uh, <laughs> so you know that that's it's pretty you know pretty normal now. Um, it's not a terribly uh, far fetched thing. the The next one though is uh, a drone and elf assisted delivery. Um, I've seen a few things now and again. Um, people kind of trialing or testing out drone-based delivery, whether it's aerial drones or um, ground-based drones. I'm sure it was um, was it Pizza Hut that had um, uh, ground-based, Hut yeah, yeah ground-based delivery drones for for pizzas. Um, but still, uh, even sort of the the areas where you think it might it might start to make more sense, it still seems to be very very. Uh, embryonic so i'm not sure i'm not quite sure that santa's going to get there for his 2020 vision on on that side of things mm. yeah there's actually been a, a news article this week here in the, in the netherlands where they were trying to do medical distribution using drones for people that are in faraway places and stuff like that mm-hmm. and uh, didn't work out the, the drone sadly drowned in uh, one of the lakes in there. <laughs> <laughs> not sure if they I were mean, able to recuperate it <laughs> yeah probably not electric electronics and uh, and water typically don't mix too well mm-hmm. but i think that's 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 some of the challenge. It's the, I mean, it's the same thing that you get with with EVs. It's the sort of the range anxiety, and of course, any wind that you get drastically reduces your air time, and you know all that kind of stuff. So, yeah, yeah. I want to think that's uh, different uh, because in this article, which is as you said from 2014, they're talking about SIM cards in the in every drone. Well, definitely still a possibility, but uh, I guess the the LoRa networks and the IoT networks that's popped up since then that's uh, well, more recent than I, uh, than I than I than I thought. Yeah, and of course the other thing is that the the move towards software sims is definitely a thing, um, and uh, you know I don't think it's going to be too much longer before the the old little bit of uh, plastic with an embedded chip is is uh, a bygone. A bygone age, but you know, we'll see. Yeah, it's, it's strange actually why the eSIM doesn't go faster because, um, yeah, sure that that or everything with SIMs it's identifiable, it has PAI uh, connotations, but if it's a SIM or an eSIM, yeah, does it really make that big a difference? I Although know, I must say I that if uh, here in the Netherlands, if you want to uh, take a make make a new um, um, uh, phone, uh, whatever you call that, uh, what's it called, a phone subscription. Mm-hmm. Uh, they actually come to your front door with a special thing where you have to give you your, your ID card and show proof of co- oh, that wow. you live here and stuff before you get the SIM. So if it's an eSIM, yeah, you can buy a phone in every shop and online, so that wouldn't work at that point. Mm. I mean, there, there are lots of ways of verifying you know, verifying details, whether it's... Um you know, identity services, mm-hmm. or you know, cre- through credit cards, or whatever it might yeah. be. 
Yeah, but the thing is that the, the SIM, uh, basically, your phone, but basically the SIM, is used more and more as a the, the second factor in two-factor authentication. Because mm. if I do my bank stuff, my phone is my two-factor authentication device. Yeah, yeah. So they have to find some way of really being able to tie that. I'm actually wondering if that still works, if you have a uh, basic Go card, which are still... Well, no, you can't get those anymore either without uh, authenticating yourself, without identifying yourself. Yeah, there's always some form of of, of traceback. Yeah, yeah, yeah. the the yeah. the days of uh, the days of the disposable burner phone are are gone, much to mm-hmm. the chagrin of uh, drug dealers everywhere. Anyway, moving on, um, connected oh, like manufacturing, <laughs> connected manufacturing. Um, I think this is one of the things that is just you know almost everywhere in in most modern. Uh, manufacturing situations, um, you know, industry 4.0, very real now. Um, I can't, I can't think of any uh, of all of the manu- major manufacturers that I've ever talked to. They're all some way down this line and have been for some time. Whether it's um, you know smart manufacturing plants, um, adaptive. Um, just in time delivery, and that's you know it's been around for a long time now. So mm. it's uh, I think the the whole connected manufacturing industry 4.0 is very uh, very much of the moment. It, well, if in fact possibly beyond the moment, I think it's been around for a while now. It's quite established. Yeah, but it doesn't really solve all the problems because the thing you're seeing. I mean, here they're talking about using iBeacons, which would be a separate device that monitors stuff around it. Uh, typically in manufacturing, the devices you buy, the robots you buy, the fridges you buy, the the the, the closets, the the little robot things, whatever, they have sensors inside it already. You don't need to have something at the added to it anymore. But yep. the problem is that the manufacturers aren't releasing the data because they all want to. They all have the sensor in there to do their own preventive maintenance. But for a uh, an environment like a retail store or 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 a factory, it's actually very hard for the owner of the establishment, let's say, mm. to be able to connect all those informations to each other because every manufacturer wants to keep their data private. There is no open sharing of that IoT data, and that's really limiting at the moment. And yeah. I haven't really heard of any 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 initiative that's that tries to solve that problem. Well, so for the ones that I have been involved in, which I admit not many, manufacturing is not an area that I get involved in a lot. But uh, you know, things like um, uh, SCADA systems are, are sort of you know known for the their proprietary nature, and people basically just jailbreak their way into the things and uh, you know build their own parsers, <laughs> you know. Dis- Discover the data, build their own parsers for it, and away they go. It's it's definitely not the most efficient way to do mm-hmm. it by a long shot. Um, but that you know, if people want the the single view across all these different disparate manufacturing systems. Um, you know, you get similar sort of situations in um, things like um, energy and and water distribution, mm-hmm. where you've got. Yeah. Um, I, I know. Remember having a session with um, Open Energy, a public session with Open Energy a while back, probably a couple of years ago now. And they were talking about the fact that, you know, they were sort of, they were even retrofitting um, electronic devices through to, um, you know, water pumps and valves that were, you know, tens of years old. So, um, you know, it was uh, it was quite an interesting uh, it, it's not just the sort of the proprietary nature of tools and technologies that uh, is is something that 
is is sort of uh, still affecting people today. But it's also the uh, the fact that some of this stuff just doesn't have the sensors on it either. Depending on what you're talking about, I mean, water distribution is one of those things that's just been around for a very very long time. So some of that stuff actually does need to be retrofitted. But yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, for older infrastructural stuff, that's uh, definitely the case. Yep. But, uh, yeah, well, I've been hearing a lot. I mean, it's, maybe it's not a new term. It was new for me the last couple of months, uh, the digital twin, which is kind of the uh, next version of the digital prototyping, mm-hmm. where you just want to completely duplicate in, uh, in, in, in an IT system a real-life environment. And you yeah. kind of have to get all the information from all the sensors you have there or do a lot of duplication. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm looking forward to having more openness on that. <laughs> yeah, I mean that it's just really awkward if you've got those kind of um, if you've got those kind of standards, it's great. But if you don't have that level of openness, then all it really hurts is the consumers. You know, the the manufacturers in some of the cases just don't care. As you as you said earlier, they just want to keep the stuff proprietary and closed and only they have access to it and it's a black box. But I I truly do believe that consumers are getting much smarter and are looking for open solutions that they can integrate with. I think that's one of the things that's changed over the years is, is I think that people are now demanding that of their yes. providers. I was going to so, say that the the, the 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 buyers of those services can now actually demand that openness, or I will go to your competitor. And the moment that one of those manufacturers goes open even a little bit, it's kind of open the floodgates at that point. But, uh, we need someone to be brave. Indeed, indeed. So yes, uh, that is all looking quite sensible. Uh, the next one though is. Uh, uh, T2T or toy to toy communication. Um, Ooh, danger! <laughs> yes, let's let's keep this uh, PG rated, shall we? Um, uh, so uh, there's not there aren't that many um, smart devices that will just go and um, happily kind of chatter to themselves. I mean, the there's there's the uh, the recreated Furby, in fact, even the first-generation Furby, they would happily chatter to each other, um, and uh, and that sort of things. But there's not a great deal of devices that will, you know, just happily interact with each other on any form of, you know, you can't buy a. I'm trying to think of an example now. A, you know, a toy car <laughs> and a toy filling station, for example, and and expect them to sort of happily. Um, coexist and I'm not quite sure what a filling station uh, in a car would do, but you get the idea. I mean, if you say in the in the, in the gaming landscape, then uh, there's of course the online gaming things which do a lot of communication. I agree, mm-hmm. it's not entirely the same idea, but it is something that's been they've tried to put that into the the hardware toys as well, if I can call it that. Uh, but th- then so. the the problem with that is if you look at like the gaming industry, like I. So I I don't have one of these devices, but I occasionally lust over them, which is the the uh, um, the sort of various different types of backlit LED devices. So you can get keyboards, speakers, monitors, um, all sorts of things. But for example, so the, there's a variety of different SDKs and APIs for them, 
and there's there's very little standardization oh, so for yeah, yeah, the yeah. with the idea being you know if you're playing some sort of first person shooter and you get uh, um you get low on health then you know, everything pulses red mm-hmm. for example which is a uh, having seen some some videos and demos of it it does look very very cool and i can see that it would actually be really handy as that sort of uh, that sort of thing but the like there's no standards for it it's just again interoperability is just yeah uh, still not really there in that space and well, so it's been actively boycotted yeah 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 i think you're right i mean if you look at um philips and their ambilight um, you know, and there's all sorts of, you just need a quick Google to look at, uh, ambient light, Raspberry Pi, LED, HDMI interface. So, <laughs> and you can do your own sort of, uh, your yeah. own DIY thing. But it's just, there's, again, this kind of, it's a real shame that there are no, again, we end up talking about open standards again, which is exactly. kind of curious. Same as the previous one, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I think also for the, t- the toy-to-toy uh, communication, there's also the um, angle of privacy because there have been a couple mm. of uh, uh, kitty cam-ish uh, toy bears and dolls yep. that were actually recording everything for data mining. Have yep. a couple of uh, scandals, let's call them that. And I guess the traditional parent isn't really happy to buy that kind of stuff anymore at the moment. Maybe. I don't, I mean... I mean, I know uh, I'm a bit, uh, I don't know, I don't have any kids of that age anymore, so not not, not an issue for me, but I mean, I don't have an Alexa, I don't have a Google Home, I don't have a Cortana speaker or anything, because basically I don't think I need them, and secondly, I do think they're a bit creepy. Mm Mm-hmm. They're listening to you. <laughs> Coming to get you. Yeah, no, I mean, and also there hasn't really been a a must buy reason to get one of those things because yeah, I can see how they can be nice gimmicks and yeah, you can make it record your your appointments for next week, but I'll still have to look at it if it actually did it because I don't trust the things yet. <laughs> I think they're too flaky still. Fair enough. All right, so the final one on this article, the most is- important one. It is the cloud, which which actually stands for. I didn't uh, know the, that. <laughs> yeah, I mean, this is this is you now need to rebrand a little bit. I yes. think <laughs> the uh, the Christmas logistics operations under duress, which I do think <laughs> is brilliant. So this article is by Matt Davies, who at the time was head of marketing for EMEA. Um, well done, sir. Well yeah. done. I Christmas logistics <laughs> operations under duress. Wonderful. Uh, but it, I mean, that is that is the nature of things for a lot of businesses that are, you know, cloud native, cloud first. That you know, especially in the retail industry. In fact, any part of the industry where that you have these significant bursts of of demand. I mean, the mm-hmm. cloud is just it's it's what makes sense for them. Yeah, it makes it easy. It makes it uh, easier to get things started because it's easy to start small and grow. You don't have any built-in limitations there. And sure, you have to do an Apple Shops comparison if you do a cost comparison, but uh, without the cloud, a lot of these things simply doesn't don't work. And specifically for Father Christmas here, he does have a pretty international uh, thing going on. Yeah, very a much A single so. data center in one place of the world. I mean, yeah, North Pole is going to be his main manufacturing installation. I agree, but he's not going to tell him he's going to do just-in-time delivery at the same moment, the same day, without having some kind of international cloud going on there. 
Well, I mean, this leads us perfectly onto the part two article, which is uh, starts off with a section on big data and analytics. Now, of course, the first piece of is these uh, social media sentiment analysis of uh, good and naughty children. Uh, I think that might be a little bit dubious nowadays, <laughs> but uh, I'm sure I'm sure Santa gets special dispensation from Facebook. Um, but uh, I mean, sentiment analysis, it, yeah, it, it's it's one of the first use cases that a lot of um, sort of marketing related organizations will you know naturally gravitate towards um, it, yeah but in in a reverse kind of way right because here it says do sentiment analysis on the on the customer while a lot of the companies do sentiment analysis about themselves see how yeah, their brand yeah, is yeah, being yeah. perceived so it's actually the opposite of what uh, the article says here yeah because on the one but, hand I mean, you want to uh, go ahead no, I was going to say. So yeah, it's 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 the duality of, it, isn't it? I mean, you're looking f- to understand how your brand is perceived by your customers and prospects, but you're also looking to understand, you know, from from those customers, um, what their experiences are and on that side of things. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but the one is a potential PAI GDPR nightmare, and the other mm-hmm. one is uh, fine. I mean, yeah. if somebody puts on uh, Facebook or Twitter that they hate my store, I can take that as feedback. That's what yeah. it's supposed to be. The opposite is, uh, well, I mean, and uh, a lot of uh, government institutions try to use this for actually seeing who's good and naughty. And I'm thinking about uh, the police, for instance, that has cameras on public squares to see mm-hmm. if there's potential for mayhem going on. Yep. And yeah, that's a bit of a, okay, government should be good. So let's agree that that's not a bad thing. But it does, uh, yeah, there's a lot more social anxiety about that, let's call it that. Yeah, 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 absolutely. I mean, but, it's... Uh, it's unavoidable, though. It, it is. Um, and I, I think we, we've we touched on this before on in previous episodes, where it, the ethics of it, when you, whenever you're collecting data, you need to think about not just yeah, I can collect all this data, but you need to have, I mean, especially with GDPR now, you need to have a reason to collect and keep that data. Mm. And you need to, organizations need to think about the ethical impact of the data that they're collecting and what they're doing mm. with it and that sort of thing. And yeah, I think we, we've seen, I was going to say, we've seen a variety of um, breaches when, you know, that that seems to be when people get a little bit unstuck and uncovered with Oh, you were keeping all of this data, were you? Um, and yeah, you know, I think that's one of the things that that sort of GDPR is is trying to curtail. Is it? It's not the point where your data gets leaked onto the internet that uh, you suddenly realise what organisations were were keeping on you. Yeah, but it's also the scale, right? Uh, I mean, because uh, being observed, being uh, somebody watching over you, that, that's that been around forever. That's called mm. social control. I'm not sure if that's an English phrase, but in Dutch it's called social control, where your neighbors yeah. are looking to see what you're doing. And because that happens, we all kind of adhere to maybe not laws, but at least the, the, the customs and stuff to make sure yeah, that yeah, you're yeah. accepted in society. And that's been going on since, I don't forever. know, since whenever social became a thing, I guess. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Um, the problem now is that at the scale that it's possible to happen now, I mean, I don't mind if my, my neighbors look up, uh, look at me and see that my front door is open when I'm not home. So they call the cops for me. That's a great thing. But I don't want people in America or Australia to do the same thing because <laughs> that becomes a bit, yeah, creepy again. Creepy. <laughs> <laughs> 
Indeed. On the other hand, maybe it's something we need to uh, mature to. I, I'm not. I'm not advocating this, but is this just a kind of a growing pains of this world getting smaller and uh, my surroundings getting the globalization? Bigger? Maybe, maybe. Yeah. I don't. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Let's I, talk in 2030. Yeah, maybe, maybe. <laughs> so moving on then. Um, let's let's. So I think we've we've touched on some of these, but uh, one of them that I think is quite amusing is 500 years of Christmas Eve delivery data <laughs> to help optimize uh, sleigh route planning. Which, <laughs> so this is uh, very much a thing. Um, perhaps not the sleigh part of it, but <laughs> the route optimization is massive, yeah, massive cost savings. There's a mm -hmm. uh, an organization I'm aware of um, that uh, through the course of this year, I think they made a saving of around about two and a half million pounds just with route optimization. And uh, just the, the kind of for a a fraction of that um that they were sort of investing in really what was a very much a, a pilot project at the mm. time um and you know they they are projecting to go on and you know probably save an order of magnitude um larger than that next year because they've worked out now there's some of the kinks out of the system they were only doing a limited trial so you know tens of millions of pounds saved by just you know optimize optimizing the uh, the routes but also doing things you know predictive maintenance all of the standard uh, you know things that you expect from um, logistics or organizations that have to deal with any kind of logistics but the money is very very real the savings mm -hmm. are very very real and as as i often am find myself saying big data should either be saving you money or making you money or preferably both of those things um and i think op route optimization or logistics optimization because it's more than just the routes it's how many vehicles you run at any given time and predictive maintenance and all that sort of thing all all rolled into one i think there's a there's still massive savings to be made out there i still don't think that organizations have quite i don't think that that area has peaked yet i think there's still lots to do yeah, well, we have come a long way, right? Because the first uh, iteration of this that I'm aware of is the UPS that decided not to do any right or left turns anymore, mm -hmm. which didn't look at anything except the vehicle itself. It didn't look at history, didn't look at uh, surroundings or anything. Just that little thing only make sure you don't have to cross roads by making it when you do a turn. Already mm -hmm. saved them a lot of uh, a lot of money there. And now, yeah, of course, you, you can actually duplicate the whole uh, traffic systems and predict that okay it's 1 a 1 p.m or 1 a.m that gives me a different drought and stuff like that yeah so it's definitely a lot more to go there and also it's a, a it works at different scales right because you've been mainly talking about uh, car fleets of cars and trucks and stuff like that mm -hmm. but if you look at warehouse optimization the, the part pickers in yeah, the warehouses yeah, yeah. they also use these same things and actually today these algorithms take into account okay this picker just did this route in I don't know, a split second faster than usual. So apparently he's feeling perky. Let's give him a more <laughs> challenging thing to go for. And so it really gets, uh, yeah, high optimization there. Yeah, yeah. But then I, I think this leads into um, maybe not in, in sort of route planning so much, but I think one of the things that we're seeing that are driven by big data is gamification of everything. Everything from... Um, you know, if you've got a, a smart 
thermostat of some description, you probably get a regular report from your smart thermostat vendor saying how how uh, how efficient you are in your use mm-hmm. of heating compared to you know other people in the same area or region or whatever you know uh, you know things like that the the sort of the the gamification of even like th- something as dull as central heating i'm sorry for anybody that gets excited <laughs> by central heating um <laughs> That was uh, half of the audience. <laughs> <laughs> what do you mean? There's only two people listening now. <laughs> um, hi, mum. So the 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 fact that you can drive gamification into almost anything nowadays, mm-hmm. any sort of consumer item, is and it's it's all driven by big data. It's all driven by the kind of the continuous flow of data um, coming back from all of these devices, and you know running some analytics on them and sending these uh, these things out and of course people click on them and click through and go you know get advice and you know that that gets them uh, gets them more into the particular vendor's ecosystem and all that sort yeah, of thing yeah. so yeah i've always wondered why these loyalty cards from uh, shopping uh, malls and stuff that they don't gamify, gamify more cuz they want to get your data they want to be able to 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 track what you're doing but they can't anymore with gdpr they aren't allowed to they have to make you sign in opt into that thing yeah now i don't do loyalty cards and if i do they're totally anonymous and i take a new one every time i can just to make sure to to, to screw the system <laughs> <laughs> but if they would give me something i mean if they would tie it into i don't know Pokemon Go gives me an extra chance of a ball to throw at a Pokemon. I don't play Pokemon Go, so sorry if I'm not understanding the, the game, how it works. But just give the people something. And I'm not talking discounts, because we're used to having discounts and 10% off here and 5% and 2 for 3 for 1, whatever. But give me something fun, something that so, makes me want to use this. So here's here, I think, I think at least, is a good example. So uh, shout out to anybody, any, any of our listeners in New Zealand or from New Zealand, uh, or anybody that works for Air New Zealand, part of the Star Alliance group. I had a chance earlier this on this year. This episode brought to you by... <laughs> oh, yeah, and if you'd like to give me some free flights, that'd be awesome. Um, uh, I had a chance to spend a few hours in um, in an airport in New Zealand, and the... Uh, you know, I, I had plenty of time to kill. I, you know, I'd got there early just because it made sense to, because of the time the flight was. And, uh, there was, there were a whole load of these huge, probably, um, uh, probably like 50 centimeters across square, uh, QR codes, you know, scattered around the terminal. <laughs> and, uh, that you basically, you downloaded their loyalty card app. You you know you sign in and then it it was like an augmented reality you know snap the QR codes and you got mm-hmm. you know things like get a free bottle of water from this store get a you know get a free little pack of uh, you know sweets or whatever it is from this store yeah. get a you know discount on food from here you know it, it and it made you sort of wander around the airport terminal. Um, which of course you know kept you engaged and and sort of active rather than just kind of sitting slumped in a chair slumped over the computer hunched over the computer you know getting those final emails out or whatever it might be you know especially as you've got kind of well i had uh, not too bad a flight because it was just a short hop to australia before my longer flight back to the uk but um 
it was it was really good and it, it compelled me and also each of those QR codes you scanned you know put points onto your card mm-hmm. and all that sort of thing you can redeem for discounts on blah 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 but it it I thought it was a really good use of um that whole kind of loyalty card yeah. sort of system incentives it sort of got you into it and so it's one of those system it's one of those things that I've you know I've stayed subscribed to for some reason although <laughs> I, I don't see myself heading back to New Zealand uh, quite yet although hopefully yeah, uh, you had a good experience sometime in the not too good, distant future yeah. yeah I had a good experience I now associate that exactly. particular brand with a a a good experience a good feeling you know mm. i would very happily uh, choose to use them again so yeah. and, and this wasn't a million dollar investment on their part right but no. have some qr stickers having some like, agreements with some shops uh, will, will get you more traffic on the floor if you exactly. give away a free bottle of water that's just uh yes yeah, so it's see just good business sense yeah, yeah yeah definitely definitely and it, it's it's also at one of those one of those kind of venues where you know that you are to a certain extent a captive audience in many cases I and mean, there are yeah, you can also think of doing it where uh, at sort of locations where um so huge sweeping generalization apologies in advance so shopping mall where possibly women are more interested in uh, what is going on than men uh, maybe 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 you are not one of those people maybe you are but uh you know if you guys fiddling around with gadgets it's uh, it's definitely a thing. Got a group of guys stood outside changing rooms, you know, flipping through things on their phones while women are um, putting clothing on and, and trying it out. You know, the 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 sort of the ability to go and you know wander around and snap a few QR codes and all that sort of thing. You know, just sort of uh, keep the brain occupied and and sort of also get traffic into shops that you know you wouldn't normally necessarily go into. So. Interesting. And your, your partner actually allows you to go away when she's getting uh, close. Uh, I'll be back for the viewing. <laughs> <laughs> hmm, so we yeah. suddenly became a bit. Uh, <laughs> but you know, just just generally for, for yeah, yeah, for yeah, that sort of thing. I think it's I think it's pretty cool. I think it's, that, it's the same thing with children in of... daycare centers. I mean, people bring people uh, bring their kids to fun houses and enjoy amusement halls and whatever, but. You, as an adult, you're kind of bored because the kid goes playing the in the the, the the big pool with all the balls, plastic balls in there, and you kind of sit there waiting for for something. So yeah, it's plenty mm-hmm. of opportunity to do stuff like that. There we go. And, uh, same if I'm uh, going at a customer site, I'm usually half an hour early because I don't want to be late. I'm, I'm well educated that way, and I'm mm-hmm. waiting there. So give me a little game to play. Give me something to do. <laughs> <laughs> yep. There we go. And actually, if if you're going to do that, also make sure there's good coffee in the lobby area, please. Thank you. This was a public <sighs> service announcement. You're British. You drink tea, so don't mention coffee. Uh, no. Anyway, <laughs> so the 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 final back to Santa. Yeah, back to Santa. A bit of a diversion there. The the next thing they talk about is the the long term goal uh, for this big data initiative is to build out. Predictive analytics and machine learning to launch a Christmas party, where party, of course, stands for predictive analytics reporting and trending at Yuletide. And that's an extension. (laughs) Yes, of course. And that's that's an extension to the the crap system. I don't get that. (laughs) (laughs) But, I mean, predictive analytics reporting, trending, Mm. you know, again, very, very sort of uh, very fundamental 
uh, things done by the majority of organizations. The whole kind of predictive thing is is, uh, is sort of the core of where people uh, sort of start a lot of their journey. So again, I think it's it, we're there. We're already there. We're already at Christmas 2020. Um, yeah, but it's good it. that they actually put it here as in the longer term goal of crap is to have a party. So the longer <laughs> you don't start with predictive analytics from scratch, you need to build up your data before you can yeah. do stuff like that. And quite often when I start talking to, for, to projects, uh, project managers would say, they kind of want the magic to happen today. And it's always hard to tell them, yeah, we can do this, but it's going to be iterative. It's going to have to start small, start with predictions that aren't very good because you don't have any backlog data yet. It'll get better. So you have to really get people to do the long-term thinking, Mm -hmm. which is hard in this uh, JIT world. Yeah, indeed. Indeed. But uh, again, another one line. Yeah. Very regular saying it. It all starts with the data. It's not a you know the analytics are nothing without the data. So there we go. Uh, you did skip on something I liked. Uh, what's what's uh, one uh, what's one thousand twenty four zettabytes? Oh, the alpha byte. Exactly. <laughs> I did want to want to get that out there. Uh, alpha bytes. I, I like it. Anyway. <laughs> So, we had a party. Anything else? Nope. I think we're done. I hope. Uh, I don't know. I hope everybody enjoyed this bit of <laughs> bit of fun. And again, uh, uh, props to Splunk for, uh, for putting yeah, yeah, this yeah. together. Yeah, they should do uh, a new one more. They should definitely. Because I mean, if you haven't read this one, we have links in the show notes, of course. And if if you have a pun meter, this one will definitely fill it up to the brim. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. It's no joke. So yes, a uh, a Christmassy, Santa-y, big datary finish to the year. Big Yeah, <laughs> I think it's an apt way to <laughs> to complete 2018. And yes. Uh, so yes, goodbye to 2018, and uh, we will be talking to our listeners again in uh, in one year time. Does that work? Mm, not really, because that's just we're taking a year's <laughs> holiday, which actually would be cool, but oh, no, we're probably going to talk to them next year instead. Uh, same thing. Potato, potato. Anyway, uh, when Dave starts going into my grammar and syntax, unless you want to add something more. Nothing else from me. Then that's all the time you have for uh, this year. We hope you enjoyed this serving of bite-sized Christmas big data. We will be back next year with a brand new episode, and that is next week, of course. Until then, please go to www.roaringelf.org where you can find more information, including a feedback form. You can also follow us on Twitter using the Atadoopcast tag and contact us by email to podcast at roaringelf.org. Send us any thoughts, comments, criticisms, uh, Christmas wishes, New Year's wishes, whatever you want. Until next time. Eggnog uh, in, in the mail? No, it's a hard one. Until next time, my name is John. And my name is Dave. I look forward to talking to you next week. Merry Christmas, everybody. Merry Christmas, and see you next year. Cheers. Cheers.